Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. I started out as a folk singer, you know, playing pretty traditional, you know. Like, uh, you know, really traditional. Uh, John Hurt type stuff and uh, but then I started experimenting with it lyrically and or changing things around or maybe I'll play it a little harder mm -hmm. I had this whole idea that I could just be my own band you know I could play punk rock on acoustic guitar put those sunglasses on your hips mayonnaise on your lips Pass me a bag of potato chips when I wanna put my money on the monkey. Give it to me, don't give it to me. Give it to me, don't give it to me. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. With me as always is my bro bro, Travis. This is our sidetrack for the week. Uh, last week we covered Beck's 2002 album Sea Change. And we're going to kind of talk about some of his early influences today. Um, so, Travis, did you know that Beck was... He started out doing just folk music? And now I'm talking like early on when he first started playing music in front of people. Um, in a way, you could almost call him a... a a folk artist, you know, like you can almost refer to him that way with all of his music. Yeah. Um, he pretty much did nothing but 
you know, just the really traditional folk standards. Um, apparently, he began performing on city buses. And uh, like he mentioned in that clip, so that was a clip from 97 for uh, some Dutch public broadcaster. He mentions Mississippi John Hurt, and he would just kind of mimic his finger picking stylings and then just kind of improv lines, you know, kind of observationally, you know, like he would just sing about people on the bus or sing about something that just happened. So the song that that I had in that intro clip was a song from um, One Foot in the Grave, which we talked about a little bit last week. That was an album that he did in between Mellow Gold and Odelay. So that one came out in 94. And kind of like David Frick had, had said about about Beck, he was this, um, what did he call him, a uh, folk teenage hobo or whatever just guitar and strum you know right um you can really hear those early influences on one foot in the grave so mississippi john hurt i had never heard of the guy i'm guessing you probably haven't either nope so his first recordings go back as far as uh 1928 and apparently he it, it didn't really go so well like no one really paid attention to him um, and then he, he did some recordings in the sixties that kind of helped like further along the American folk music revival. I mean, you think about the sixties and seventies, you know, so many good, uh, folk singers around that time, you know, Bob Dylan, fucking Crosby, Stills and Nash. I mean, all those guys, uh, the band America, um, you know, and with Mississippi, John Hurt, so he was self-taught and, I feel like we've talked about this a few times on this podcast. Being self-taught, you know, allowed him to kind of do his own thing and and make this create this really unique style of finger picking. And that's what I think influenced uh people um the most was was his guitar stylings, his, his finger picking. So man, I've listened to to so much of his music in the last 2 days, dude. Uh, it was really kind of hard. It was, it was hard to pick pick a song to, to play, um, but I landed on one called um, Monday Morning Blues. This is the Monday Morning Blues. Something we all we working class people wake up in the morning. You know how it is. You stay up so late and you get up that morning. You, when you get out of bed, fix and go to work. You can't hardly. Find your Monday morning shoes. Monday morning blues 
when the morning blue When the morning blue say stars from my bone So he was a major influence on the way that Beck plays guitar. Um, I mean, I f- it seems like more so than anyone else. I feel like Mississippi John Hare was is probably probably one of the biggest influences. Beck mentions him specifically in that interview, um, and you know, back when he was starting out as a teenager. He pretty much did nothing but Mississippi John Hurt guitar pickings, you know, like he would play a Mississippi John Hurt song, but then just improv his own lyrics on top of it, you know, because it's, it's, it's your standard blues, you know, you can sing whatever you want on top of that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's so many songs on One Foot in the Grave that sound so much like that style of guitar picking. So... I I wasn't planning on doing another song from One Foot in the Grave, except for just kind of as for the outro. But I kind of want to find another one to play real quick. Um, actually, you know what? Let's just do the first song. So this is, again, a, a song from uh, Beck's album One Foot in the Grave, which came out in 94. Uh, here's the first track on the album. It's called He's a Mighty Good Leader. There you go, man. Straight up raw gritty blues. Yeah, I mean, so so that was who now who's the singer there? That was Beck, bro. That was Beck singing? That was Beck singing. Oh man. Yeah. So who was the guy that did that that he collaborated with on that album? You're talking about that really good looking dude on the left? Yeah, what what was his role in the album? Um he sings along with him sometimes. Okay. I figured um, that was him singing. No, that's back, dude. And there's a few other there's a few other people that that pop up on that uh, and sing along with him. Um, but I believe the the main other collaborator with him is his name's Calvin Johnson. So Mississippi John Hurt. 
I'm trying to think, man, there's so many great songs from him. I kind of want to play another one before, um, before I play, play the next, uh, the next artist. Um, there's a song of his called, uh, well, I mean, they're all standard, so I don't think he wrote most of these. There's one called, uh, shortening bread, shortening, shortening bread. Yeah, dude. It's only two minutes. Let's just play the whole thing. It's so good, man. Let's do it. just puts a smile on my face every time i listen to that one i mean i just want to i want to try some some shortening bread now, you some know? short some shortening bread do you know what shortening bread is dude isn't it like like a really like simple recipe like way to make bread like an easy well, here, way here, to here, make dude. bread or something like that so there is an article on shortening bread on wikipedia because it's a it's a folk song dates back to the 1890s um shortening bread so he didn't write that song no uh shortening bread refers to a fried batter bread made of cornmeal flour hot water eggs baking powder milk and shortening so yeah anyways uh moving on so um in that interview he also mentions a song called uh john hardy which is another traditional American folk song. And he kind of strums along and, and, and sings like the first line or something from the song. Um, and man, there are so many really awesome versions of this song recorded um, that go way back, um, as far back as 1924. And I found out that the Carter family 
covered this song. So this is another one of those um, American folk music groups. It's actually his family. So they, they are considered the first country music stars, basically, with the success of their recordings. Um, they recorded between 1927 and 1956. A guy named AP and then Mabel and Sarah, and they're, they're the Carter family. Um, so it's AP, his wife, Sarah, and then his sister-in-law, Mabel. So Sarah and Mabel are sisters. AP's the guy that married in. Um, she, the way, dude, the way Maybell plays guitar, man, it's so fucking cool. Her finger picking is really fucking dope. Yeah. Um, you remember the episode, our, our Kings of Leon episode? Yes. Who was that, who was that female, uh, blues? blues singer guitar player that we that we talked oh, about oh man because she man. was her guitar playing just blew me away sister rosetta tharp yeah that is her name that song was up above my head yeah dude yeah, um all right so let's play so this is carter family's version of john hardy um so the full name is john hardy was a desperate little man That's just how the song goes. There's no change up. You know, it's just, here's a verse. I'm going to strum a little bit. And then here's another verse. There's no like, <laughs> there's no chorus or anything, but. That's blues, man. Blues are just simple and. Yeah. And, you know, that's what made it so accessible to everybody, you know. Yeah. They're just, they're just telling the story. So, yeah. If, so, you know, these are, if these are Beck's influences, I don't think in a million years, if you, if you listen to. Mellow Gold or Odelay, would mm-hmm. you ever think that, you know, if you had to guess, hey, wh- wh- who who uh, who do you think Beck was influenced by? I would never yeah. have come up with stuff like and, and, you know, that's what makes, uh, you know, that's one of my, the things I'm always interested in. Like, like you know, my favorite artists, who were they influenced by? Like, who were, who were some of their favorite bands when they were starting out? And, you know, yeah. it's yeah, interesting it to, to, to think that Beck started out doing this sort of folky guitar stuff like that and where yeah. he ended up, you know. What it seems it seems to me that 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 more than anything it was it was the the guitar stylings that he f- fell in love with, you know. Um and then well, his own the, you know, kind of style of the very uh, the very opening line that you hear on on Loser is yeah. that slide acoustic guitar, you yep. know. Yeah, dude. So, what I want to know is what what 
electronic influences uh, did did Beck have? You know, because he had to yeah. have been influenced by somebody. Well, when uh, next time we cover a Beck album, we'll have to dive into that, dude. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's what I got for us. That's our sidetrack. Um, that's it for this week. And dude, you know what next week is, right? Next week is going to be an awesome episode, man. It's I'm our first, so excited. Uh, legitimate guest. Our first track by track episode, and we're going to talk about Radioheads in Rainbows. Uh, perhaps we're going to go deeper than we've ever gone with any album. So I am stoked. Uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be a doozy for sure. So, and that's how we're going to wrap up our. Uh, Radioheadathon or Radiohead Palooza. Um, so that'll be the last Radiohead album we cover for for a while. But yeah, man, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a blast. I am stoked. So as always, hop over to our website, nofillerpodcast.com. There you can find our show notes. Um, and uh, we'll throw in some videos clips from concerts and other stuff anything else that we think you might enjoy uh that pertains to the episode um and yeah subscribe to us on uh itunes anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts we should be up on there and uh so i'm gonna fade us out with um another song from one foot in the grave so as i mentioned during our sea change episode uh, there's a song that he wrote for One Foot in the Grave called It's All in Your Mind. It actually pops up on the Japanese. Um, there's, there's a few bonus tracks on the Japanese release of One Foot in the Grave. And uh, this is a song that he ended up re-recording and uh, he, he put it on Sea Change. So I'm going to fade us out with just a little bit of the version of that song that you hear on One Foot in the Grave. So, thank you, as always, for listening. We will talk to you next week. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Take care now. Well, it's all in It's all in your mind It's all in your mind Well, it's all in your mind And I want it to be And I want it to be Your good friend
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 